Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We got hour two. We got the four o'clock hour. We got a lot to do. If you're just jumping in, Brent Martineau in the Big Apple, or supposedly. Haven't heard from him. Not supposed to hear from him, though, so that's probably a good thing. Um, in New York City, going to cover the Jags and the Jets on Sunday. Austin Lane also on the way home for the holiday. So you got Brian Middleton. You got Casey Kurtz. Still got Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Still got two hours two hours to go here. We go till 6 o'clock every single day. Usually I'm pressing the buttons. Today, Brian Middleton's pressing the buttons, doing a great job. I'm sitting here, which feels different, but it is what it is. You heard in the Sports Center update right there a couple of things, and we'll just hit the highlights right now. Uh, again, if you're just jumping in, Rutgers will play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl right here in Jacksonville. They will fill in for Texas A&M, and they will play Wake Forest. That'll be on the 31st at 11 a.m., the lead-in to the semifinal games. So that game will go on as scheduled, just a different opponent. Dalvin Cook will miss this weekend's game against the Rams due to COVID-19, a positive test. Um, that is a common theme that has been happening in the league, in many leagues. Um, he's just another player to miss. But if you're in the fantasy football playoffs, if you're a Vikings, no way, dude, I picked the Vikings. I just thought about that. Mm. We did our picks yesterday. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. No, let me double check that. And there's Casey. Yep, he did. I picked the Vikings. In Minnesota? In Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, Casey. That was Plus three. What a disaster. That is terrible. Thank you, Chuck. What a disaster. What a disaster. Hope Dalvin Cook, by the way, um, will not have any, you know, health issues relating to this. Obviously, that's most important. But he will not be out there if you play fantasy. And if you were dumb enough to pick the Vikings plus three, it was only me, by the way, Brandon Ponsel, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, all picked mm. the Rams. Austin Lane is on my tail. Mm. I've been leading all season. It's yep. going to be the collapse of all collapses. Okay, you're going to hear about that. And I picked the Vikings, who are now going to be Dalvin Cookless. That hurts. I don't know how I'm going to recover from that. Uh, I'll tell you how I'm going to recover from that. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown in just a second. Because um, I've got some thoughts on that. Who doesn't? But nevertheless, we got some some YouTube I want to get to. Steve says, how do you feel about Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, otherwise known as Arkansas? Plays physical. He has size and speed and is honestly the best hands in the class, in his opinion. I like Traylon Burks. For those that don't know, 66 catches, 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, 16.7 every time he touched the football. Uh, for those wondering, 6'3", 225, so he's a bigger receiver. Uh, should play on the outside, whoever drafts him. Um, previous years, seven touchdowns last year, 820 yards. The year before, 475 and zero. So it's been a steady build. He had a good year. Had a 91-yarder. Can you imagine running 91 yards, Brian Middleton? Not anymore. Could you at one point? Yeah. Like fast? I mean, not Traylon Burks. I'm sure he's okay. running like a 4-4-4-5, four, 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 man. Yeah, I'm watching the little video of it right now. Whew. Oh, my goodness. So, to answer your question, I like Traylon Burks. Obviously not with the number one pick of the draft. That goes out saying, and I know that's what you're saying. 
but I just had to reiterate it. I like him, but here's the thing. And I know I'm going to get the slander for this, and that's fine. I'm going to need Drake London from USC. I know the injuries. I get it. He missed a lot of the season. Uh, and, yeah, not good drafting guys with injuries, but Trent Baalke will probably do it. But nevertheless, I thought at the time, if, if all things were the same, Drake London was my number one receiver. At this point, with the injury, I still believe that. However, if the pick ends up being Traylon Burks over Drake London, would I be upset a little bit? But at the end of the day, I think Traylon Burks is going to be a very good player. By the way, Kevin says, I think Burks will be a menace in the league for a long time. I believe that. But I'll tell you what. i take anybody right now to play on the outside. <laughs> tell you what. DJ Chark, come back. Uh-huh. Maybe not. Whoa. I, I'll take. Okay. No, no, no. I, like, we, we don't know. Right? His contract's up. Will the Jags um, make the decision to sign him? Obviously, um, the last time an injured receiver was on this team, Allen Robinson didn't come back. So, obviously a different regime. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. DJ Chark's coming back. Now, I think once you lost DJ Chark, you saw how non-productive these receivers were. So I think you have to bring him back. I'm not sure what the price point is, but I think you have to bring him back. But he might not. We don't know how they're thinking down there. We've definitely documented that. We have no idea what they're thinking down there. But Traylon Burks, I'm a fan. Drake London, though. Me and Drake London have a thing, Brian Milton. Do you even know who Drake London is? Apparently he's the wide receiver from USC. That's him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a problem. Watch those highlights. He is a problem yeah. when he's out there. But he has no, been hurt. Absolutely. He has missed a lot of games. Uh, in no way, shape, or form would I be disappointed if Traylon Burks ends up being a Jacksonville Jaguar. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks filling in on the big show today. And earlier this week, Antonio Brown, turns out he's coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, after a fake vaccination card. Mike Edwards as well will rejoin the team. And I don't know why, Brian Middleton, but it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. Now, what doesn't sit right? Antonio Brown joining the team again, the Bucks. I just feel like I did some research on this, and I am not a lawyer. I want to start there. But when you Google Florida law fake vaccination card, there's a lot of, a lot of serious things that come up, charges and whatnot that could be filed against you. Now, is that a law at the moment? I don't know because, again, I'm not a lawyer. But it feels like the NFL should have done something other than you missed three games for faking a vaccination card, which is a felony. And he's just going to walk in and play football, Mike Edwards as well. I, I, I feel the same for him, but he's not the name that Antonio Brown is. So that's why we're using Antonio Brown. But I mean them both. You're guilty by association. But actually, you're just guilty because you also did it. So I just think, I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but should they really just let him walk back in and play after three games he missed? And he was injured for at least one of those games, so he would have missed that game anyway. What would be an appropriate punishment? What pound of flesh or pounds of flesh would you want before you said, you know what, Antonio, now it's okay for you to come back? That's a good question, and I don't know. You think about that while I go on for a little bit more. So here's the deal. I think I understand what your issue is. 
your issue isn't the lie. Your issue is what the lie was, right? Because Easy. as far as if you want to bring in someone like Aaron Rodgers and that whole debacle mm-hmm. where he went through an alternative treatment, I believe I've, I understand his case correctly, and he said that he was immunized based off of mm-hmm. that treatment, I could argue that wasn't a lie because he really feels that way, but there have been plenty of people saying, you know what you mean when you say that and what the majority of people think, right? A lot of people would say you were being deceptive. Mm-hmm. In Antonio Brown's case, it wasn't just that he was acting as if he was immunized, whatever that means as far as, you know, the COVID shot is. It was the fake vaccination card that you have to show, which is uh, which has constituted in charges for other regular people who aren't NFL players. So I'm understanding that correctly, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, man, listen, um, status gets you privileges. It doesn't mean that it's right, but I tell you what, it wouldn't be the first time. This this right here doesn't move the needle, in my mind, not with all the things that people who have status, athletes, entertainers, do get away with. So, sure, three games seems fine to me. Sure, why not? But I'll come back to you now. I don't know if you've had any time to really think about it. Would five games be right with the rest of the season? have been okay or would he have to pay a fine to the NFL to a favorite charity do some promo work or something like what would be acceptable if Casey Kurtz was the commissioner of the NFL I just think that and I'm not going to be ignorant to what you just said because you're absolutely right that it's different like the set of rules is just different right but the part that I don't like about it is exactly what you said if I decided to do the same thing and send in a fake vaccination card to Cox Media and they found out, I'm unemployed, right? Like, that's just what it boils down to. And probably more, a lot more, okay? So I think the NFL and they, they agreed on the three games, whatever. Th- three games is not enough. To answer your question, what would I do if I was the... Roger Goodell. I think in the situation we're in, especially now, where you see games in all kinds of leagues getting postponed, Dalvin Cook, like I just said, will miss a game. He had games postponed in the NFL. As serious as this has been taken, but at the same time not serious, I don't understand how you can let Antonio Brown play football. Mike Edwards as well. Okay. And and, and if the commissioner can't do that, then... Bruce Arians needs to, like, step up and do something. He didn't. Tom Brady obviously wants him back because he makes it better, makes their team better. And now without Chris Godwin, they need Antonio Brown. Absolutely. They didn't need him before. They need him now. Absolutely. And I just think that, you know, at some point, you got to do something that's actually the right thing to do. But it's not not going to happen now. Probably won't ever happen in the NFL. But the idea that he would get to play is just, it doesn't sit right with me. And I don't think it should sit right with you. Not that it sits right. It just it doesn't bug me as much as it seemingly bugs you because of other privileges that I'm sure that we don't even know about that, you know, entertainers, athletes, people of this level of, I guess, notoriety get. 
Uh, this right here just seems like it's par for the course. What should happen? Sure. AB probably should be out for the rest of the season, if not not be with Tampa Bay. Um, but that's not the world that we live in. Like, it just isn't. And I don't know if it ever will be, at least not for most of the time. Like, we have instances, yeah, where, especially even with Antonio Brown, of all people, where he has experienced being let go from, from a team for his behavior, for his actions. I just, my bigger issue is, will some players on the team actually have an issue with him? Because there are certain people who, and this is, I'm not getting political or anything like that, but certain people may not have agreed with wanting to get the shot or however it works, but they were honest about it. And either they didn't get it or they got it anyway in spite of their reservations. Uh -huh. And then you have a guy who, I guess by all accounts, he, he's been doing good in Tampa, but he was dishonest with his teammates, and he didn't make that quote-unquote sacrifice. I'm trying to choose my words carefully with this. Uh -huh. um, and now he's coming back, you know, after... A slap on the wrist, which, you know, three games is not a slap on the wrist. I'm not sure how many. It is. I don't know how much money he lost. He it, lost some money on that. He has a private jet. Yeah, but he like, lost some money. he'll be fine. No, nah, but he lost some money on that. We're not going to act like it was just $10,000. It, it wasn't. But, it, yes, it should have been more, but I am not going to sit here and just be like, oh, rough. Huh? I'm going to say, like, this is par for the course. And you're right. They do need him now. If all those injuries don't happen last week, you know, maybe I feel a little bit differently, or maybe maybe they feel a little bit a little bit differently. Bruce Arians and even Tom Brady, but yeah, you're right. They need them. Three weeks less, uh, three weeks left at the end of the season. The ten and four. They're in a you know a log jam of like four teams in the NFC trying to carve out a you know a playoff spot. It's crunch time. At the end of the day, in the NFL, I think it's about winning. So, you know, shrug your shoulders and keep it moving to the next thing. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting you said that because I hadn't really thought about that part of it. The part of, let's just, for fun. And I, and let's not, actually, let's not do that. But let's just, the point of a player in the in the Bucks locker room might not have wanted to get the shot and say, you know what, everybody, because the Bucks bragged about being 100% vaccinated in the in training camp. Bruce Arians bragged about it. So, player number 51 on the roster, who's barely there, if he didn't want to get it, he would have been cut, most likely. So you say, you know what? I'm going to do what I have to do to be on this team. I'm going to do what I thought my teammates were doing. And I'm going to get the vaccine. And now you see what happens with Antonio Brown. So I, look, I don't think they should let him play. We got some. Uh, Facebook also agrees should have been cut. So just, I, I, I don't know. It's a bad, it's a bad situation that is bad right now all around sports because the NFL is postponing games. Obviously, the NBA, the NHL shut down and will not let players go to the Winter Olympics, the NHL players. Brian Middleton, basketball guy, our basketball expert here on the show. What? I mean, the NFL is a little different. You play once a week, so you can probably find ways to get around it. Playing three days a, three days a week in the NBA, sometimes four, there's been a lot of talk about shutting down the league. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but at the end of the day, I, I the argument that I have seen is you can't shut down the league. People argue that, but they don't really come up with a good answer. They don't have a solution with it, yeah. So I'm not asking you to come up with a solution, oh, but what, thank you. what I am asking you is 
What should they do? <laughs> hey, I say uh, play until you can't anymore. So safety is going to be the number one concern. Um, but, you know, I would say the good thing is this isn't March of 2020. I feel like that's when um, things got shut down uh, for the NBA before they figured out the bubble situation, you know, in the in the summer. Um, we have a little bit more information, you know, as far as, I guess, COVID is concerned. And I'm sure the NBA is getting the up-to-date information um, with the contacts that they have. So, you know, I say you play. There may be an instance where you have to start going back to not having crowds, which would suck. Um, I don't know if they can pull off the bubble again so soon. Maybe they could. I don't know all the moving parts it took to make that happen one time. But, you know, I say that you just you kind of play until, you know, it's said, and you work on a contingency plan while you're still playing. And if it reaches a, criti- a critical point where, you know, look, we have to take on this next plan, then you do it. But you're right. I don't know what that plan is at all. Uh, that's above my pay grade. I mean, yeah. 13 bucks an hour. So. Hey, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a tough spot to be in. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about this other than what we already have. But a lot of people want to see the NBA maybe do what the NHL did. And the NHL will be on break until after Christmas. So they, they did miss some games in there. But at the end of the day, and this is what really I think about. I don't necessarily think about the NBA player uh, because they're going to be okay paycheck-wise. You got to think about all the people that the NBA employs, all the way down to the guy serving popcorn at Amway Center in Orlando. He needs that paycheck. He needs to keep his life going. So you're impacting so much more than Trey Young or Julius Randle, whoever you may be impacting on the court. You're impacting so many people off the court that rely on working at these stadiums to get by until their next paycheck. So it's a tough situation to be in. The pandemic is a tough thing to live through. We're all going through it. And hopefully we come through stronger. And just really quick, Casey. Yeah. Uh, to hop back on AB one more time, he's probably not going to be with this team next season. I, I wouldn't think so. I have a strong feeling that, okay, we're going to have you back for this run right here, and then we're just going to cut ties that way. So. Yeah, probably. Then the question will be who picks him up, right? Yeah. Okay, um, will. Hey, I heard the Jags need receivers. Change your tune. Casey Kurtz. Not a six chance. Six months, you guys. Not a chance. I'll Changes tell you. Changes his tune. I would have I would have claimed Odell Beckham. And people like to have narrative about OBJ. OBJ and Antonio Brown are so different, it's not funny. I'm staying 10 feet away from Antonio Brown. If I could do it again, I'd sign OBJ. I'd claim OBJ. I'd find a way to get OBJ here. Because at the end of the day, he's just a quality football player. That would make Trevor Lawrence better. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Action Sports, Jax ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. We're rolling through on a Thursday, last day before the Christmas holiday for us here. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, already on holiday break. They're off to different parts of the United States. We're here in Jacksonville, Florida, doing the show for the people. We got a lot more to do. We got Jags tickets to give away, by the way, for the game against the Colts. We're going to do that here in a little bit. 
But right now, we're going to talk some college football. And I don't know who you support in college football. Obviously, we are the home of Florida State here in Northeast Florida, I should say. So that quarterback situation, you know that's going to be Jordan Travis. But uh, if you're a fan of, I don't know, say LSU, Texas A&M, South Carolina, UCF, UCLA, Ohio State, Oregon, Auburn, Baylor. Am I forgetting anybody? It seems like everybody, the quarterbacks are changing points. So if you're not caught up with that, kind of give you a little rundown of that. We don't talk a ton of college football. However, we're going to do it right now. So Max Johnson, LSU, Texas A&M. We've already talked a little bit with Brian Middleton, our resident South Carolina Gamecocks fan. Spencer Radler, Oklahoma to South Carolina. Dylan Gabriel will go from UCF to UCLA. Keaton Slovis will go from USC to Pitt. Bo Nix, Auburn to Oregon. Uh, as mentioned at the top, Texas A&M is quarterbackless right now. He is still Zach Klesada is still a free agent, if you will, but he will definitely not play for Texas A&M next year. That will likely be Max Johnson. But if you hadn't heard, Texas A&M pulls out of the Gator Bowl. Rutgers will replace them. Rutgers-Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl. That announced earlier today. Casey Thompson going from Texas to likely TCU. Jacob Zeno from Baylor to UAB. And how could we forget my guy that we argued about, I think, last week, Brian Middleton, Quinn Ewers from Ohio State to Texas. Yeah, we did. I still need to post that clip. It was good. Yeah, I was upset. Yeah, yeah, hatred. Uh, well. Uh, no, it's hatred. Yeah. You about to wiggle out of it, but it was hatred. It's okay. You get to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So here's the situation, he's 18, Brian. Though. He's, yeah, that's He's fair. only 18. This is what I'm asking you. All those names, all those places, and you can say Spencer Rattler. I know you're a fan. You're a homer, but that is what it is. Who's going to make the biggest impact of the guys we mentioned. Listen, this kid out here, Cameron Ward, that we were trying to discuss for a second in between the break, might be it. Are you familiar with him? Not as much as I should be. Not as much as I should be either. But apparently, okay, he was a, a standout at Incarnate Word. It's a university in Texas. And uh, the winner of the Jerry Rice Award, top freshman in FCS, led the league in, with 47 touchdowns, 65% completion rating. Uh, amongst all active QBs in college football, finished third in passing yards with 4,648 yards. And he already has an offer to Ole Miss. Uh-oh. They're going to need exciting. a quarterback. Yeah, apparently. Uh, 6'3", 225, dual threat. Okay. Hey, man. I got to do some more research on him, but uh, he's looking like he's going to make a pretty big impact in the SEC. And, yeah, I'll play the homer role for a little bit. Spencer, he will, as long as he keeps himself together. I mean, listen, facing Georgia and even facing Florida and, you know, whoever you're facing in the West, like, that's not going to be fun. But this guy does have a lot of talent, and it is going to be a significant upgrade in the QP position for the Gamecocks. So I definitely feel like as long as he doesn't stink up the joint like he did at Oklahoma well, yeah. uh, what, and whatever that was about. I think some of that had to do with confidence after a while when you have, uh, you know, a guy breathing down your neck. You have a coach who 
I guess you don't know if they believe in you completely. Now they're starting to sub the person in. They're taking you out. They throw you back in. Um, he'll, he'll have none of that with uh, Shane Beamer in South Carolina. He's the guy. So hopefully his confidence will remain at, at 100%. Uh, and it will mean, I think, more wins for South Carolina. So he will definitely have an impact. I like it. I like it. By the way, Facebook, good call. Jack Miller will go from Ohio State to Florida. Um, yeah, Ohio State, and, and that's a good point. They weren't going to start over C.J. Stroud, which I agreed with. And that's, I think, what we argued about the other week about uh, old Quinn. Well, we argued. I said there was no chance he was going to play over C.J. Stroud, and he called quit. Him a quitter. I did call him a quitter, yeah. He said he didn't want to compete. He didn't. You know, I said he got the bag. You said he stole the bag. He did, and, uh, he did was, steal the bag. Whoever, it was, it was whoever gave him that money, man, they, he stole the bag. But look, that that is a good point. And I should mention Emory Jones will also transfer uh, after tonight's game with Florida. Ain't nothing says a bowl game like Thursday night against UCF. Am I right, Florida? Good <laughs> night. Anyway, not important. Let's move on. Um, so to answer my own question, I like where you're going there. Uh, with Spencer Rattler. Obviously, a good opportunity for him. Um, here's the thing, and I'm falling into the trap. I'm falling into the trap, Brian Middleton. I have many a time said Bo Nix is not going to win you that many games, but here I am telling you that Bo Nix is going to make an impact at, at uh, Oregon. Where positive he or negative? I think positive. He's played a lot of football. He started as a true freshman for Auburn. Uh, gets hurt this year, but this was his third full season playing quarterback for Auburn in the SEC. Um, he will now go to Oregon uh, and be coached by Kenny Dillingham, who will now be their offensive coordinator who left Florida State the morning of signing day, um, as we talked about on signing day. So that was just a disaster for Florida State. But look, I think Bo Nix brings a lot of... Like when you, when you look at Bo Nix and you compare him to some of these other options that are out there, Keaton Slovis, Max Johnson, Dylan Gabriel. Let's just use those. I won't use Spencer Rattler, but we'll use those three. Bo Nix has played a lot of football and high-level football. Keaton Slovis has played a lot of football at USC. He's been hurt a bit as well. But I, I struggle to say high-level because of USC and the competition they've been playing. Dylan Gabriel, same thing. Um, Dylan Gabriel also obviously had injury issues. And Max Johnson could only beat the University of Florida. Other than that, his SEC record is not very good. So... I think Bo Nix still has an opportunity to prove something. Oregon is going to be a whole different-looking program uh, due to Mario Cristobal leaving for Miami, but I don't know. I want to see what Bo Nix can do at Oregon. Uh, Spencer Rattler does intrigue me, and, of course, my guy Quinn. Got to keep my eyes on Quinn, Brian Middleton. I know one thing. I better not hear you say one positive thing about that young man this next upcoming college football season. man. Not the way that you've slandered him over the past two weeks. Not at all. He better be good. That's like that's all I'm saying. He he better be. He's a five star on 24/7. Very highly touted. That's great. He stole the bag from Ohio State, and he didn't even try. I'm gonna say it. He didn't even try. None. Nevertheless, that's how I'm feeling about that. So anyway, your college football quarterback, the team you support, may no longer be there. Might want to check on that before the season starts. We got a long way to go. We got more people that could potentially transfer. We got more decisions that will be made. But one thing's for sure, Brian Middleton is hype that Spencer Rattler is coming to South Carolina. ESPN 690, Action Sports Jacks, Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. Earlier I had something on my mind. By the way, uh, I should work this in. Jags injury report is out for the day. 
Uh, it's a very, very long list. Um, it seems like every player on the roster is list listed in some way, shape, or form. We'll give you the players that did not participate, and that would be Jihad Ward, Miles Jack, Malcolm Brown, and James Robinson. Keep in mind, Miles and James never practice on Thursdays, so that's not really something to be concerned about. Jihad Ward, Malcolm Brown. Uh, Malcolm Brown has been getting some time off as well. So uh, full participants, by the way. Cam Robinson, who obviously came out uh, on Sunday. Walker Little played a little bit. Damian Wilson, Josh Allen, and Matthew Wright, who had a personal day, I believe, yesterday was full today. Limited, you had LaVisca Chenault, Laurente McRae, Andrew Norwell, Will Richardson, and Chris Manhurts. So got one more day before we figure out who will be out, if anybody, in game time decisions and whatnot. But that's what the injury report is looking like for the Jags today. Earlier, I was upset about the inactives from last Sunday. That was something I had on my mind that I needed to share. Brian Middleton usually does it on Thursdays. He has something on his mind that he comes in here with ready to share with the people. And Brian Milton, I understand you have something to share with the people right now. Yeah, Casey, thank you. Um, now, if you don't follow high school football, you may not be familiar with the name Robbie Roper. He's the dual threat starting QB for the Roswell Hornets in Region 5-7A football in the state of Georgia. Robbie helped lead his squad to a 10-3 record in a playoff run this past season. If you were to check out Florida Gator and Georgia Bulldog football Twitter, there are fans on both sides that add his handle to those accounts saying recruiters need to check him out. Oh, by the way, he volunteers reading to young children at elementary schools, and by all accounts, he's never met a stranger. And like any other high school senior, he's preparing to graduate as he wraps up his senior year in May and then focuses his attention on playing at the next level. His football stats aren't too shabby either, and he does all of these things while maintaining a 3.9 GPA. But Robbie passed away yesterday. He was 18. You know, I, like many, always struggle when someone this young loses their life, especially when they are seemingly doing things the right way and the future possibilities are endless. Even as a man of faith, and though I'm not close to this situation, I find myself asking why. But whatever that reason may be, I hope that Robbie's family and that community can come together and find some type of comfort with such a devastating loss. The fragility of life is something that is easy to overlook for many of us. We get caught up in the day-to-day -day routine of just making it, often forgetting that each moment, as cliche as it sounds, is a gift. We aren't promised anything in this life, especially time. And the older I get, the more I realize how fleeting it truly is. As we come to the end of another year, I hope you also realize how fast time is moving. There's a saying that goes, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. I hope you take that to heart. I hope you don't waste one more moment being scared to live the life you want. Start that business, forgive that person, tell that woman you love her, Take that chance. Whatever it may be, please do it. That's my sincere hope for you in 2022. Because one way or another, we're going to live a life. You just have to figure out if you're going to do it on purpose, like Robbie did. Casey Kurtz, that's all I got to say about that. Well said. Well said. Obviously a uh, terrible situation. 
for him and his family. Um, why is it that every time I think I figured out Brian Middleton, something always changes? Like, I feel I think I got you figured out as a person, and then you drop this like super heartfelt thing on me. I feel like I need to cry, telling people to live their best life, but just better than that. Like, I think I figured you out, and then I just, I, I totally have no idea who you are. So well done. Well said. That was a lot better than what I had on my mind. Mad about the Jags drafting guys that don't even play in the fourth round. But nevertheless, still what was on my mind. We got more to do here on ESPN 690 Action Sports. Jacks, we go till 6 o'clock. We got Jags tickets to give away. We will do that in the 5 o'clock hour. We got more to do. Stay with us. ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. Things are going on in the studio, and we're just rolling with them. Oh, man, why does that bed come in like that? It's so quick. Aggressive. It's hot, man. It's hot. Right, man, it's ahead. a hot bed. Um, we're coming in hot right now. We got about 10 minutes in this segment, and this is by far my favorite thing we do on Action Sports Jack's OT, which is our usual show, filling in for uh, Brent Martineau and Austin Lane today. Check us out on OT, though, 6, 630, uh, Mondays and Thursdays right here on ESPN 690. But Brian Middleton, let's do some vague headlines. All right. Hey, man, everybody who's listening, I give Casey two choices, a sport headline that's vague, a non-sport headline that's vague. He chooses which one. And then we go from there. All right, man. So the first two to choose from, Casey. Mm -hmm. Same as it ever was or face panties. Same as it ever was or face panties. <laughs> Hold on. Be careful. Be careful. I, I, I think I have to go same this first one. Same as it ever was. Oh, he plays it safe, folks. That's cool. Uh, same as it ever was. Actual headline, Kansas City Chiefs find themselves atop the AFC late in the season once again. So, Casey, after a rocky start to the season, and they were 3-4, and four, Kansas City is now holding the one seed in the AFC with three games left to play. That along with six of their players being named to the Pro Bowl, their future for this season looks bright. So my question to you, Casey Kurtz, mm -hmm. who are you taking to come out of the AFC? The Chiefs? Or the field? The Chiefs. It's pretty much straightforward. They they couldn't figure out how to play defense, or they couldn't they didn't know how to early in the season. They couldn't figure out how to stop anybody, including if they would have played the Jags, probably would have let them score. I won't get too ahead of myself, but maybe. You never know. They figured it out now. They're not letting teams score as frequently. They're going to score against anybody, literally anybody, as long as they stay healthy. And by they, I mean Kelsey, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I know two of them are on the COVID list right now, but at the end of the day, the Chiefs are still the best team. Give me Kansas City. All right. Next two. This ain't Vegas or do not pass go. Do not collect $200. This ain't Vegas or do not pass go. Do not collect $200. We're going to go. We're going to go. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200, but is the Vegas one have something to do with the Raiders playing in Cleveland? <laughs> wow, you're good, man. Is yeah, it? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll take that as a win. I still want the other one, though. Okay. 
Actual headline, New Jersey man faces federal charges for selling three Tom Brady Super Bowl Patriots rings. So uh, federal officials have filed charges against Scott Spinner, who claimed he was a member of the New England Patriots and was able to use that identity to get three Super Bowl rings. The 24-year-old will be pleading guilty in the U.S. District Court in Los Angeles to a count of mail fraud, three counts of wire fraud, and one count of aggravated identity theft. Okay. He could face up to 92 years behind bars. Wow. So, you know, question, Casey. Mm -hmm. um, would this be an appropriate sentence for A.B. for the way that he lied? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. The real question is, you're a vet in the celebrity autograph business. Are there any stories of uh, people being hustled like this? No, that's a pretty good one. I don't know how you get away with this racket, but that's that's an all-timer. Um tough part is going to be the, the jail time for sure because you're probably not going to win this case but um that's an all-timer but i think if you're going to try to rip off tom brady maybe pick someone a little lower level what year were the super bowl rings did you say oh man i didn't say the article it had a very in-depth uh breakdown of what he did i mean he was taking people's identities he was saying that he was buying this for brady's son and then he was like Brady's nephew. It was interesting. It was insane. Yeah, but we only have so much time. I couldn't well, actually put that in there. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe try to be Wes Welker. Yeah. There's probably not as many questions asked if you're related to Wes Welker than if you're related to the goat. You know. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Richard Seymour. Uh, he didn't get three of them. But yeah, I, I'm with you all the way. All right, Casey. We're flying through this one. We may have a chance to do face panties. Okay. Uh, last two. Santa Paul or Mo Money. Mo Money. Mo money. Ooh. Santa Paul or Mo Money? Mo Money? Mo Money. Does the first one have to do with dogs? Are you saying paw? Santa Paul. Yeah. P A U L. Yeah, no, we don't. We're good on Paul. We'll go to the Mo Money, please. Mo Money, Mo Money, Mo Money. All right, actual headline Jacksonville man wins a million dollars before Christmas. So Jacksonville has yet another Florida lottery winner. Lottery officials announced on Wednesday that Fidel Charles, 28, of Jacksonville, was one of two Floridians to recently claim at least $1 million just in time for the holidays. There we go. Charles played the $20 scratch-off game called Gold Rush Limited Man. and won $1 million. Man. He chose to take home his winnings as a one-time lump sum yep. of $795,000. Good. $700,000. So, Casey, what's the first thing you would do if you won $1 million? Wow. Um, what irresponsible thing could I do? That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. I'm absolutely being ignorant for yeah. at least 24 hours. For so. at least, yeah, 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 for sure. So the lump sum you said was seven something? $795,000. So pretty much eight, huh? Um... That's <laughs> I don't know why I'm stumped because like the obvious answer is like buy a Tesla or something, but can you just do that? I'm trying to think of like what's the like I I literally walk out of the I know you actually have to go to like Tallahassee to collect it or whatever. Right. But like I walk out of the Tallahassee like what is the first thing I'm doing? And I hate to say it, I'm probably getting Chick Fil A. You're so extra man for like, no good reason. Like no man. cap, I'm probably gonna roll over to the Chick Fil A. You know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait in the line because the what in, in this scenario. In this scenario, um, it's probably about lunchtime, so the line's pretty long. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait my turn, but then I'm going to get real stupid with the order. I'm going to order a bunch of crap I can't possibly eat. Um, 
Give me a couple milkshakes, the frosted coffee, the lemonade, sweet tea. Give me the unsweet tea. I'll just pour it out, or I'll give it to somebody that could use it. Um, just give me everything. So the point of the story is I'm going to Chick-fil-A, yeah. But shortly after on the list, I'm getting a Tesla. Here's the deal. For $10,000, I think you can start your own, or you can, yeah, start your own Chick-fil-A. You can become a franchisee. Why not just buy one? Well, because then I wouldn't have the Chick-fil-A in hand. What do you mean? If you're the operator... Well, yeah, but the it's not just going to pop up like a, like if I plant a seed. It's not just going to grow. Small-term thinking, sir. Well, you're saying it's immediately. I'm, I, I'm I hungry. You, you, you know what I'm saying? I, what are you going to do? And I, it, this isn't about me. Vague headlines is about you. Well, Casey I want it to be about you now. What's the first thing you're doing? Come up with your own segment and ask me the questions. Uh, this is about you, sir. Right. $795,000. Casey Kurtz buying a chicken sandwich. <laughs> no pickles, y'all. Huh? Polynesian sauce, y'all. And that Chick-fil-A sauce. Throw in the mac and cheese in there, please. I oh need some lemonade light ice. Goodness. Hey, hey, fun fact, I did a commercial for Chick-fil-A. No, you didn't. Absolutely did. March of 2020. No first, way. First time in New York. Yeah, they flew me to New York. Stop it. No, they did not. You know the little red? I, well, I can't tell you too much, but I can't tell you all who was there. But you have you ever seen the commercials either like on YouTube or something where they have the red couch? Yeah, I'm looking right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do I find it? You won't find it. What? Did it not go through? I can't talk about everything. What in the world? But but just know, yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah. It was really cool. It's a really cool experience, man. If you ever get in the TV uh, and you actually have the talent, it really is fun. Well, I'm no in, wonder people are so happy. I'm in radio, in actually, as it turns out. Uh, I'm in radio. But if you went in out here, man. Why? That's a good point. We do have streaming, by the way. If you're not on the stream, check it out. But I'm telling you. I learn new things about Brian Middleton every single day. Last segment, he went super, like, life lessons on us, which was interesting. Now he's telling me he was on the Chick-fil-A red couch. He's disrespecting me that I want Chick-fil-A after winning $700,000. Well, I ain't disrespecting you. I'm just saying you could think bigger, sir. Yeah, like, I got you by, like, eight years. I'm telling you, man. Like, just think bigger. I'm, just, I'm telling you, I've gone through the place that you are about to go through. That's all. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. <laughs> Is it too much to ask? Nah, man. I, it sounds like a rap lyric. I ain't mad at it. I like it. Spicy uh, chicken in my Tesla. That doesn't sound good at all, actually, <laughs> does it? Oh, my goodness. All right. We, we, we got to take a break. We got an hour to go still. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We got Jags tickets to give away. We got more things to talk about. We got, by the way, Thursday Night Football coming up tonight right here on ESPN 690, so stay tuned for that. Stay with us. We got an hour to go. Brian Middleton at the broadcast on Casey Kurtz at K Kurtz on Twitter. ESPN 690, Action Sports Jacks. We'll be right back. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at 